So I definitely owed you guys a couple of episodes this week. Um, I was actually pretty sick. I'm also a mom and all of those, uh, people that I'm a mother to also got sick. We had about three weeks there in a row where I don't think any of, um, any of the days had all of my children in attendance at school. Um, but we're through it for the most part. We're still on the mend, but I did have to take a break from uh, recording for a little bit, but we're back. So I'm going to hit you with a two for this week. Um, you're going to get a wham bam. We've got, uh, Kevin number one coming up first. It's not a super funny one, but it's an important one because he is the first out of numerous, uh, gentlemen with the same first name, um, that becomes kind of a funny little running joke with my friends and now hopefully, uh, between you and I. So listen to this one, have a little fun. Spoiler alert. He is a condescending jerk. So, uh, this is the tale of a bumbling idiot. It's me. I'm the idiot. So we have now entered the period of time where I decided the dating would be more of a numbers game. I said, let's go on all the dates. <laughs> and this also starts the period of time that I uh, refer to as the three Kevins. Um, this is Kevin number one's story. And of course, at the time, he was just Kevin. <laughs> but there were more to come. And his name's not Kevin. But his name does kind of give you the exact vibe of the type of person that he was. And so for three of them to come about, it was pretty miraculous. So I tried to find a name that closely fit the vibe um, for the guy that I dated. And I think Kevin does it. I think Kevin does it pretty well. So I meet Kevin late August. Uh, maybe, I don't know, sometime in August of 2019, my dates are going to get a little hairy here because there's some overlap. <laughs> so, um, we meet online and start chatting right away. There's good chemistry. There's good banter back and forth, a good give and take. Um, he's a little sarcastic, a little dry. Um, which is good. I like that. I like any kind of humor, really. Um, and he's a little spicy, which I also dig. So it was good. Um, we talk for a while. We chat for a few weeks, I would say, before we finally decide to work something out to go on a date. And he didn't live around here, which is like something that happens all the damn time. Like, Peoria's big enough to be, you know, a city, but the dating pool is shallow. And so, a lot of times when you're on a dating app, you can, like, choose a geographical area, like a radius from where you're at, like, by miles or what have you. And so, I always said about, like, 30 miles, 30 to 45, something like that. And um, it is strange because sometimes... If you, like, go through all of the people or for some reason they'll just, like, feed you people that are slightly outside of what you're saying just to be like, well, we know what you said, but, like, maybe take a look at these people. And that's how I came to know this Kevin. So, since he's 
not living so close, we are trying to decide when we're going to go on a date. And it's difficult because he works second shift. Now, I had been like hanging out with a friend who I was trying to date and he was not trying to date me. And he was in second. He was a second shifter. And so like I'd had some experience with this like late night hangout thing. Um, and I was like pretty much fine with it. Like I said, I was kind of entering like a, let's just throw it all at the wall and see what happens, uh, type of era for my dating. And, uh, so it was nice to talk for a few weeks, but it also took like a little while before we could like logistically figure out a date time with like me having kids and only having every other weekend free. So we decided to meet for sushi. We're going to have a sushi date on a Saturday. And it's really funny because I remember precisely that when I was like, well, what time works for you? He had like, he had Saturdays off. Um, but he said, let's go at like four. So that way, if the date sucks, we can both still salvage our night. (laughs) I like at the time was like, yeah, makes sense. That's uh, yeah, that seems logical. But now I'm just like, oh, that maybe was like one of the brighter orange flags that maybe were coming my way. Um, There ended up being just like a current of some like condescension in in this relationship, uh, if you if you can call it that. So um, we decided we're going to have a a date and he's going to come to Peoria and we're going to have sushi and we're going to meet at four o'clock. So I arrive, um, on time, maybe of slightly early, I don't know. Um, but it's raining a little bit. And so I just kind of run right inside. Um, I didn't see anybody outside. He wasn't inside the lobby. I didn't really know what the protocol is. I don't know that I still know. I think, I think now being on updates, I think the person generally like waits in the vestibule or like right inside the door for you so they can like greet you when you get there. I did, I just got a table. <laughs> I didn't know. And so I'm sitting there for like a minute and he calls me and says, where are you? And I said, I'm at our date. And he said, well, I've been running around to all the white minivans looking for you so I can like walk you in. And I'm going to, I was going to pause right here for a moment because it was it's just, it's hard to date in the first place. Okay. But imagine being married for a real long time and then going through a divorce and then somehow getting the courage to get back out there in the dating world and meet people that you kind of like and decide to go on a date with them. And you got to roll up in a really well loved 2000, 13 town and country. I mean, it was, it was, it was a vibe, uh, to go on a, on a date in a minivan. Right. Um, but anyhow, I said, I'm already inside. And he said, Oh, okay. Well, I'll be in there. And so he comes in and he can like see me through the glass a little bit and like spots me and comes around the wall and like, just kind of has a weird look on his face. And I, just didn't think anything of it. Uh, we just like sat down, like started chatting. Chat is good. He seemed a little nervous, just like regular first date jitter type things. Um, we didn't really think this through very well because 
the sushi didn't take very long. I mean, so you're on a first date and you're trying to, like, spend some time with this person to, like, figure out if you like them or not, right? And it took, like, 20 minutes. Um, which is just, you know, that's not a very long first date. Now, we had been talking long enough um, over the course of a few weeks that I had gotten to know him relatively well enough to be fairly certain he wasn't, like, a killer, psycho person. Um, and so I had kind of predetermined I was going to invite him back to my house. I, like, let a couple girlfriends know who he was, like, where he was from and that kind of thing in case, you know, I went up missing, as you do. Um, but I was like, I really wanted to just hang out with him. I wasn't inviting him back to my house to, like, you know, be back to my house. But it was really just, like, I like hanging out in public. I like hanging out in private. I only get so many, like, days a month to, like, hang out. So I just want to, like get the most out of this date and see how it goes to hang out with this dude. So we go back to my house and uh, have a drink and we're going to watch a movie. And he says to me as we're like trying to select what we're going to watch, you know, I really thought I was going to be better looking than you. And still as I sit here before you today, I'm not sure how I was supposed to take that, uh, I don't, I, uh, compliment. I don't know if there's a, I, I don't know how I was supposed to take it. He seemed to be pretty impressed with himself for saying it, but I did not, I don't know. So we just said, we're going to watch Pulp Fiction. I said like, Oh, I've never watched Pulp Fiction before. And he's like, Oh my gosh, you have to watch Pulp Fiction then. So we would start watching Pulp Fiction and he starts like, like, ruining the plot line. Like, as soon as something will happen, he'll be kind of like, oh, wait, you'll see when this happens, and, like, tells me things that are about to happen. And, like, we've all watched movies before. We know that, like, there's going to be some conflict. There's going to be some sort of, like, climax and then, like, resolution. Um, That's the point of it. So, right away, I was just like, oh, boy, this is not, you know. But, again... Just trying to be out there and dating and, like, I just really wanted to hang out with a person and, like, do the fun things. And so I'm just, like, blowing right past all this. So we make out a little bit and hang out and it's fun. And he tells me, like, you know, I can't stay other at other people's houses. I can't stay the night. I can't. I don't have people stay at my house. I just I don't do sleepovers. I'm like, okay. I wasn't inviting him to stay over, for the record. But um, it just was kind of weird. Like, uh, okay, all right, whatever. So... The date ends. I remember I went out with, like, friends after that. I was, like, still, like, wanting to hit, like, do some stuff. So, it clearly was not, like, you know, fulfilled by whatever that experience was. And he, uh, he texted me, like, the next day. I don't know. Not, like, super excited, but excited enough to decide we'll see each other again. We ended up carrying on this way for, like, I think a couple of months. Um... I want to say into, like, mid-September, so we might have met early August. Um, It was a while because, you know, again, I only get every other Saturday. We um, did a couple of different dates. We, like, did some Mexican food and, like, hung out at his house. Um, They were not, like, wildly inventive dates in any regard. I was really in, like, my making out era, so it was fine with me. Um... I told him I was going to make him supper one night. I did, like, the steak and potato thing, and he was like, oh, let me show you about these potatoes. 
I'm going to show you something that's going to blow your mind with potatoes. And, like, just really went on and on about, like, this, like, fancy potato trick he was going to show me. And then he made uh, twice-baked potatoes. And I was like, yeah, that's, those are good. Like, they're good, but, like, I've made them before. You know what I mean? But, again, just, like, trying to go along, get along to go along. Um, again, he just kept being like, you can't stay here. I don't want to stay at your house. Like, would leave, like, at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning and just be like, I don't want to stay and also, we're only, like, hanging out on Saturdays, right? Um, we eventually, I'm just like, hey, do you want to, like, maybe hang out some more? Like, come over and spend, like, the weekend? And he's like, I don't, yeah, I'll come over and spend the weekend. So he's like, as the week progresses, he's like, I'll come on Saturday. So now, like, we're cutting Friday to, and Friday, Saturday down to Saturday. Whatever, it's fine. So he comes on Saturday, I make a big dinner, we're like eating a salad, and I'm starting talking about like condiments and stuff, and I'm like telling him about this pizza joint that's like around here, it's called Monocle's Pizza, they have a red French dressing, it's called Sweet and Tart Dressing, I, like it was always like called French dressing when I was growing up, it's like fire engine red. And they also have this creamy Italian dressing, which, like, when I was growing up, it was the red and the white dressing. Like, oh, go to Monocles and get the red and the white dressing. And you mix them together on your salad. You dip your pizza in the red dressing. It's sweet. It's tart. They're not lying about that. Brandon is on point. Um, it's great. It's, you know, it's just, it's just good. We love it. We go get the pizza all the time. We got a bottle of it in our fridge. My kids love to dip anything they can get their hands on in this in this stuff. So I'm t- we're talking about like salad dressings and condiments, and I tell him this whole pitch, just like I've just told you, similarly at least. And I'm like, do you want to try it? And he said, yeah, sure. So I like put some on a spoon, let him try it. His face kind of falls, and I said, what what do you think? And he said, it just tastes like shitty French dressing. <laughs> And, like, I guess he's not wrong, right? So, like, teach their own. He likes what he likes. But, um, like, I, it just was, like, another clear indication of, like, this dude just is kind of not super nice. Like, he's just not worried about being nice. Um, I remember he, like, bought a bottle of the kind of liquor that I wanted, um, to drink if I was having drinks at his house. And, like, kept making a big deal about how much it costs for this bottle bottle of liquor. And I just kept being like, do you want me to, like, pay for it? Like, I don't, I don't understand. And, like, he, like, got dinner one night and I and then was like, well, you could pay me for, like, the drinks if you wanted. Again, all these things are fine. I don't care. Like, I don't mind paying my own way. It's just, I also, like, these types of things shouldn't be bothersome to, like, the type of mate I'm looking for. So... I'm like, hey, let's hang out, like, on a, on a weeknight. Now, he works second shift, so the schedule is complicated, but I was like, I'll drive to you. Like, we can just hang out, watch a movie or something. Like, I can do a late-night thing every once in a while, and then, like, we can see each other a little bit more. And he was just like, no. No, I don't want to see you more. I just want to see you every other Saturday, and that's it. <laughs> and I was just like, what? I don't, like, you don't want to see me? Like, I don't, we, okay. Um. I don't, that's a problem for me. I kind of would like somebody who wants to hang out with me a little bit more than that. I don't have a lot of days, but I'm trying to offer you some. 
you know, um, two, more than two days a month, I guess is what I'm, is, is definitely a benchmark. I'm looking to clear here. Um, and he was like, yeah, it's just not going to work for me. And he broke things off with me. And I remember just being like so hurt. I was out to dinner with some friends of mine and they were all married. I mean, everybody's been single, right? But I've been married before too. I remember how like your mentality shifts a little bit. And it's just fucking hard out here to be single, all right? And I, no, I wasn't in love with him. No, I, I didn't even really like him that much. But I was like so disappointed that somebody that like I didn't really even like broke things off with me. Like it still was felt like rejection and felt like, you know, we spent time together. Like he didn't like me enough to like want to spend time with me. That's like, what's wrong with me type of thing. Right. I'm, you know, grown and healed and I feel differently now and I'm fine when people don't want me in their lives. But I, I was hurt. My feelings were hurt. And my married friends were like, Oh my God, like it's, if he doesn't. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, I know, but I'm still upset. Like, it's, it's still like, now I have to go back to the beginning of like, oh, what do you do for a living? And oh, where did you grow up? And oh, have you been married before? Do you have any kids? Do you want to, ah, uh, it's so exhausting. The small talk to get to know somebody. One time I, like, I've talked to so many people online. I've actually tried like so many different approaches. I've tried like skipping the small talk altogether. Just like going with like random facts. Like, do you like spaghetti? Have you ever been to Utah? What's your favorite color? Like bullshit things that have nothing to do with anything. And like try to see how far I could get before they'll be like, so what do you do for a living actually? Um, it's not, it's not, it's not far. One time I got like a couple of like a couple of days in before somebody like switched it back to the regular small talk, but I hate it. And it's upsetting to like invest that time and getting to know somebody and all their stuff and like where they live and are they okay? And like engage in those types of like conversations that you hope lead to something and then them not lead to something. And then you have to kind of like start all over again. It's just, it's really um, frustrating to the point that, you know, I was hurt. So, Kevin number one comes back in to play later on in another story. So you'll be glad you listened here. Ultimately, I'm glad that he broke things off with me. He was not nice to me. Like there were so many just silly condescending remarks that were made over the brief time we were air quote dating. And I was just tolerating it because I just wanted to like be the like playing the dating role. I just wanted to be doing that. I wanted to be talking with guys and hanging out with somebody and getting like those in inside jokes and like, it, like the companionship and like the building of something with somebody was something I really craved. And like, I, you know, foolishly thought it didn't matter if it, who, who was or like where it was really going. I just thought I wanted to at least be in that space a little bit. And I've learned that that's just not something I can comfortably do. I don't casually date. If somebody's not really like thrilling me, I'm kind of out pretty quickly. And I know that about myself now. And so I'm grateful that he ended things because I probably would have tolerated a lot more for a lot longer. Um, so it's good, but he does come back. Um, so look for that cameo in a later episode 
And thank you for listening to this tale of a bumbling idiot. It's me. I'm the idiot.